Hi, and welcome to the Happier You podcast. I'm your host, Bonna Normando. I started this podcast with the goal to inspire people to stop comparing their lives to others and start focusing on making their own journey unique, authentic, and happier. I thought, what if there's a voice out there encouraging people to find happy in our regular everyday lives instead of thinking happiness is something to be purchased, earned, or only for a select few? Each episode is meant to deliver a little bit of sunshine as well as to challenge and inspire you. I'm no expert. I'm just a regular gal who's inviting you on this journey to find the happier you. Hi, happy people, and welcome back. I'm excited because today is another episode of Real People Finding Real Happiness. This is when I get to introduce you to a member of the happiness community who has done one of our 21-day happiness challenges. And then they come on the podcast to share some of their personal takeaways and lessons learned from the challenge. I love interviewing different people in our community who are brave enough to come on the podcast and share with the rest of us. It always inspires me knowing that they got something tangible from the challenge. Each of us has a different takeaway from the challenge, and each time we do the challenge, the experience is going to be different. Today, I'm super excited to introduce you to Natasha Meng. Natasha has completed the challenge twice and has graciously agreed to join me on the podcast to share her takeaways. I'm excited to meet you, Natasha, and put a face to the name. We've chatted a little bit online by email, and I've seen you on the Facebook group, but I'm super excited to share you with the rest of the happiness community today. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. So I always like my first question to be, why did you initially sign up for the happiness challenge? Well, initially, what I wanted was just basically a journal prompt. Before the challenge, I I wanted to journal, but I wanted a journal that had those daily prompt questions because I just found that if it was me sitting down trying to journal, I just didn't get very much out of it because I wasn't asking the right questions. So I came into the challenge really just looking for, for journal prompts and then ended up getting so much more out of it than that. So the prompting questions certainly didn't disappoint. They delivered exactly what I wanted. And then I also got more out of it than just that. That's cool because I hear from so many people, one of the things they disliked the most was the journal part of it. So I love that that's (laughs) what drew you in. That's pretty cool. So that's why you signed up the first time. And then what brought you back the second time? What were you thinking when you signed up the second time? I really wanted to go deeper because I... I had the knowledge the second time of how I reacted to it the first time. So some, and I think some of your other guests have pointed out that some of the daily questions just didn't sit as well with me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I had an actual reaction to the question and then it got me curious about why I reacted that way. So the second time I was able to approach it with the knowledge from that I gained the first time. Cool. I love that. And that that's the whole point uh, of doing it the second time. And I, I really encourage people to just acknowledge the reaction and not judge yourself. Just go, hmm, isn't that interesting? I wonder why I had that reaction. Well, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but also to point out that in some ways, I think I did it wrong the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was able to redo it. Oh, Natasha, <laughs> tell me more about this. <laughs> so um, I basically took the the word challenge a little bit too literally. Okay. And I like to, to win at things and to, 
keep things as simple as possible and feel like I came out on top. So one funny example is the daily gratitude. You're supposed to write down three things that you're grateful for each day. I think other people have mentioned that it's a new habit and you struggle with it at first. So I was struggling and I thought, well, do I have to create entirely new things? I mean, there was no fine print that said it had to be like how different it had to be. So what if I take the same thing and just slightly tweak the wording? Like one day it's the smell of my coffee and the next day it's the taste of my coffee. And the next day it's the anticipation of the coffee. (laughs) I was so proud of myself for like beating the system. You totally beat the system. (laughs) And then I eventually got to the realization after I think listening to another episode like this, where somebody came on and mentioned that learning to notice new things was one of the best habits they got out of this. And I thought to myself, "Uh uh-oh, I think I got that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And see, that's why we share with people, because I am sure that you are not alone. But I love that you acknowledged that and then went back and fixed that the next time. So how did you find when you when you changed your mindset on the second time? Or was that still the second time that that you did that? No, that was the first time. Okay. So the second time it actually forced me, like I think is the intended purpose to expand my awareness instead of just what was on the desk in front of me, like my cup of coffee. Yeah. Then I'd look up from the desk. I'd look out the window and see the new bird feeder that I'd gotten and all the wonderful birds that were coming to it. And just, I expanded my awareness the second time. Very cool. Which that was the, (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I think beating the system is awesome, but I love that you got that the second time. That's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. So if I asked you, what was the challenge that you benefited from the most, you know, the first time and the second time, what would you say those were? So I didn't completely miss the point on on the first time. There were some things that I learned. (laughs) And what I really got out of the first one was the love languages mm-hmm. and the, the link you put there to the test. And I, I think I'd heard of the love languages before, but had never taken the test. And it really changed how I communicated and interacted with my family because mm-hmm. I was giving them love and support in just the way that I would have wanted it. And I wouldn't understand when they didn't do something the way I wanted. But then I learned that they actually were trying to support me in their own way because they were doing the same. They were supporting me the way that they wanted to be supported. So once we really figured that out between me and my partner and the kids, then we really all started to communicate a lot better. That's so awesome. Because that's something we got out of it as well, is that ability to communicate what you need. So I love that you shared that one. And I love that it had such an effect with your family. And now how did the kids take to it? Like, did you have a whole family discussion about, you know, you were doing this challenge and you took this quiz? Did they try the quiz at all? Or how did you guys go about that? So they didn't actually take the quiz, but we discussed it, explained it to them, and and they figured out which one they were. So one of my kids, for example, is just a hugger and a toucher. Oh, yeah. And she just is always all over me, just wanting to hug and, and cuddle. 
And that's, that's not my natural way of, of showing affection or support, but that's her way. So I know how to console her better when she's upset. And, and of course, like any family with more than one child, the other child is completely different. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. So we had that discussion and then how they can interact better. Because if the one hugger kid tries to hug the other kid, you're going to get an elbow to the ribs. Right. It, it Absolutely. just isn't going to work out. So yeah, we, we did have a discussion and we, we all benefited from it. That's so cool. And now you, you learned that on the first one, the first yes, time Yes, that was the first one. The second time, what really resonated with me was the question, who are you choosing to be? Mm. I think it was on day 12. And it actually sticks with me every day now. You know, sometimes I still wake up. Maybe I have a sore neck when I wake up and stub my toe on the way downstairs. I don't know. Things just aren't going right. But I have that moment of, okay, who are you choosing to be today? And if I'm not there yet, then I need to do a reset because I really get to choose how I want to show up. And it doesn't have to be the dictated for me based on circumstances. It's up to me. It sticks with me every day now. That's awesome. It's so powerful. And I just find it fascinating how different people get different things. But I think it's where we are, the phase that we're at in our life, what we're open to, work we've previously done, those kind of things. So absolutely. Cause that same question I think was in the first one. And you know, it I wasn't in the headspace for that to be what stuck with me. But right. the second time around I was. Yeah. You noticed resistance to some challenges you said. Do you remember which ones really graded for you? Oh, both the first time and the second time. It's the photo journal. I just, and you know what? I frankly didn't do them. Which <laughs> is okay. All together. Right? And I see, and I think that's important too. Like, I, I'm sure it bugged you in a way because, you know, you wanted to, it was a challenge, right? And you were being challenged. But I love that you're like, no, I'm not going to do this. And I loved when we were emailing back and forth and, you know, talking about this, where you said part of the reason why you didn't do it. So can you just share that? Because I think it's really important that people, this works for you. It's not a forced activity, right? Right. And I mean, maybe one day, three to four happiness challenges from now, (laughs) I'll be ready to tackle this challenge. But the reason I didn't do them is it's a bridge too far for me right now because it would have added to my stress level. One of the things that I don't do very well right now is organize my photos. Mm-hmm. And I, I really regret that. And I have like anxiety about that because I know that photos are memories. And I do still take photos um, of the kids growing up and our time together, but I don't sort them or put them into albums of any kind. And adding to having, you know, three or four more photos in my collection to add to the thousands of them on my phone just stressed me out. Mm-hmm. It seemed like an extra task for me that would just add to my overwhelm. And since it wasn't going to bring me joy, I just didn't want to do it. But maybe one day I'll tackle that area of my life that's a mess yeah. and then I'll be ready to do it. I love it. So that one was meant to be a fun break. And so when I read that, I was like, isn't that interesting? But again, it's all about where we're at in our life. So overall, I think you've already covered this, but what would you say was your biggest takeaway from the challenge or challenges? 
Um, I really, I already talked a little bit about the small decisions each day that kind of link in with who I want to be and how I want to show up each day. But one thing I've really incorporated into my life as well is the idea of building anticipation. And why not? That has, it's so easy to do, but has such a big payoff. And so we collectively as a family have started building more anticipation. And it's, as they say, the juice is worth the squeeze. It's, it's not hard to do. Right. And we, we reap so much benefit out of it. The juice is worth the squeeze. I actually haven't heard that before. I love that. I, it's it's <laughs> <laughs> Now, the other thing, Natasha, I'm going to ask you to share with the community is you put this in the email and I loved how you answered this, but how would you describe the challenge to someone who's never heard about it? Yes, it's a buffet of self-improvement tools. It's like a sampler pack of positive habits that can shift your approach to life. And the reason I put it that way is, as we already discussed with the photo challenge, you can take what works for you and leave what doesn't, right? Just like a buffet or a sampler pack, you get to try something out without having to, you know, make a huge commitment towards it. So I think that could really work for a lot of people. Yes. And I just, I really love that. I loved how you said that. And I've used that since I read this to explain it to a few people. So now the other thing I thought was really interesting was how would you compare this to other challenges that you've done? I stuck with it. That's the unique part about, <laughs> I start a lot of things Okay. Um, that I don't necessarily end up seeing through to the end. And I think it really was the variety in this one. It wasn't 21 days of the same thing, right? which can be a lot to ask of somebody. It was a sampler pack. I got to try a little bit of this one, try a little bit of that one. And the excitement of trying the next day is really what kept me coming back from day to day. Thank you for that. That's so enlightening for me. And I'm so glad that it kept you coming back because I teach people it's not a pass or a fail. It's really, it's meant to be your journey. And so obviously a lot of this spoke to you, but I also love that you had the ability to say on, was that the photo challenge day six that you're like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and, and I think that's a win too. I just think you just knowing that about yourself, that this was more than you wanted to do is, is perfect. Natasha, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and doing this with me today. It's been a lot of fun. It really is my pleasure. So at the end of an interview with a happiness team member, I'd just like to recap some of the biggest takeaways that I got from the interview. The number one is most definitely the beating the system on the gratitude. <laughs> so I am super grateful that Natasha shared that story with me because it still makes me giggle. But it is a good point that, you know, we try and find a workaround and ultimately we're working around something that's good for us. So I love that she came back and did the challenge more than once and worked on the gratitude challenge the second time. <laughs> oh, so fun. The other thing that was really fun is also the love languages, how she used it to communicate better with her family, to ask for love and support when she needed it, but also to give love and support in everyone in her family's love language. So that's really fun. I love that one. I strongly believe that communication is a really important part of every relationship. If we can figure out how to ask for what we need, we just build stronger relationships. The third thing 
I really loved that Natasha shared was how she shows up every day. She took the challenge, who am I choosing to be? And like she said, when she walks down the stairs in the morning, if it's not going so great so far that day, she says to herself, how am I going to show up today? Who am I showing up as? You have a choice in every situation to choose how you're going to react to something. And I think I think part of happiness is realizing that you can choose how you react to things. I loved how Natasha said that this is a journey and it's a sampler pack. The 21 Day Happiness Challenge is a journey. But this summer, we're actually going to do a summer happiness challenge. And the difference between that one and the 21 Day Happiness Challenge is that you have to do stuff. (laughs) So it's not just learning and reading and writing and thinking. You're actually going to physically have to do some of the happiness challenges. And it's all meant in good fun to get you out there enjoying your summer, interacting with people, and just really working on those happiness tools and muscles. So building your happiness muscle and adding tools or strengthening the tools in your happiness toolbox. All right, happy people. I hope you enjoyed meeting Natasha and hearing her story as much as I did. So fun. I really appreciate everyone in the happiness community, but I'm always very touched when somebody comes on the podcast and shares their insight and experiences with us. I'll have more info on the Summer Happiness Challenge coming out soon, so stay tuned. And remember, when you have a choice, choose happy. Have a good one and go get your happy on. Here we go. This is the blooper stuff. Sorry. Yeah. So the failure at photo journaling. (laughs) I loved what you said. I loved when you said I was like, I liked the smell of my morning coffee. And I like, you know, (laughs) I was so proud of myself for like beating the system. And then I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) 